Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls and one guy. I feel like we need a little jingle. Honestly, Jared, hello. Edit us a jingle. Yeah. A I know it, start, it starts off with the jingle, but I think that we need maybe like a like an elevator music. We, we, can, right. we can do the two girls part, and that's all, all bright and, and fun. And then, and then we go into like a D minor chord or something oh, like that. Oh, sad. Because you know what that is. one of the saddest is? of all keys. I thought a G is a D minor is the saddest. D, D, D minor, e, e, e minor is pretty sad, but D, I think D minor is probably saddest. Okay, so we'll do the goth yeah. and the D minor just exactly. for Billy, just to really bring the vibe up. I love that. I love that too. How are we doing, guys? I feel fantastic. I am really happy to be with you guys in person. We haven't done this in a minute. We it, haven't. It feels really good. I know. You know. Especially, I mean, you just want to hug you, and I know you're like. Do we have to? We've, we've been here together well, for a few hours, but I've just missed you so much. Oh, I love you. I love you. We can't hug because then our mics would pick up on each other. No, and I'm really lo- watching out for the sound of the yes. podcast. Yes. You know, we're trying to sound professional. We're trying mm-hmm. to sound like we know what we're doing when we never do. You're right. It's like a whole thing. And especially our uh, our sound our sound expert Jared is not here. We miss you, Jared. Um, I know this will further confuse people's. Yeah perceptions of who's with whom yeah. but here is our truth we miss you jared by the by the way i think one of the one of the best texts we ever got was you know we send a lot of times we'll do a test for our audio and then we'll send it to jared when he's not here yeah. we send it to jared and jared wrote us back 20 minutes later said sorry i was on stage <laughs> yeah i was like Casual for like five for five thousand screaming people yeah whoops sorry <laughs> let, that your let me side check, gig yeah, yeah let me check your the levels on your podcast <laughs> that we could easily check ourselves I know. <laughs> like and i sometimes do but again you know sometimes if you don't have a good ear you don't have a good ear yeah. and we don't really want to put our listeners through yeah. that horrible horrible hour of the sound sounding yes disgusting. that's right okay well billy let's just kick it off with our dark day All right, now this is a dark day september 23rd 1969 this is when the northern star newspaper of northern illinois university published a story that claimed that paul mccartney had been killed oh a few years earlier and had been replaced by a lookalike 
Mm. Now, a radio station in Detroit picked up on the story, and then it went global. And the whole idea of Paul, Paul being dead, was a thing. Now, they left a lot of clues in their albums and uh, on the album cover art and also on the uh, in some of their songs. We are going to get into that in True Crime Rewind because this was probably one of the first kind of cases I ever worked as a little kid. Oh my God. I loved this. I, I was love, obsessed with it. You know what I find so fascinating about something like this is obviously 1969 is way before the internet, but how things like that traveled yeah. before there was the internet and before there was social media, because it really is through, I guess, the radio, by mm-hmm. word of mouth. Sweet, sweet spoke. The spoke word of mouth word. is a, like a lost art. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You know? No, I, 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 I really think it was... There was a lot of misinformation, obviously, but misinformation can come out now on the internet. I mean, you know there's I mean? So no more misinformation of, yeah. than there is in 2021. Yeah, oh but God, um, it's even worse but, now somehow. There were a lot more, you know, gatekeepers, and there were a lot less places to find news. So if something went big, it went big, and it was right. pretty. It was a pretty cool time up until 20 years ago. I have a picture of the article or the the front of the newspaper or whatever it is. Should mm-hmm. I read it now or should I wait to read it for True Crime Rewind? Um, you can read it now. Okay. So and we'll post this on social media. So it says, Paul McCartney is dead. The great hoax. What? Collector's edition, special Beatles, whatever magazine. It says, Paul's mysterious double. Who is he? The death clues. How the public found out. The Beatle death curse. Why did the Beatles keep Paul's death a secret? And then it's the three Beatles kind of in the corner. And then Paul zoomed in really looking sad, like looking over to the corner. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sad, I wish sad it, slash probably stoned. But yeah. But I'm definitely stoned. <laughs> I wonder how much something like this goes on eBay for. It probably is probably so, so fucking expensive. Lots of money. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we are going to get into this whole thing and the clues and everything. It'll blow your mind. The, and the one thing about this is that the Beatles would never even acknowledge it. And I think they must have made a pact like that they're going to take this to their graves because they definitely were messing with us. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's the, the original trolling. Mm-hmm. I can get behind it. All right, well, we're going to jump into that later, but until then, we have got some bitching to do. Hello, bitching. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? All right, welcome to On The Stand. I will describe what On The Stand is to you, our listeners, because some of you get a little bit confused. So for On The Stand, we're each bringing a person, place, thing, or idea, something on the stand that, you know, has really been taking up space in our brain. And we are going to bring our opinions about said thing to the stand. Yes. We're either prosecuting it or defending it. And then at the end, we're going to vote if it's guilty or not guilty. Now, to remind everybody, we're voting if the thing that we're bringing on the stand is guilty or not guilty. So if I'm bringing guacamole on the stand, I'm going to say what I feel about guacamole. At the end, it's going to be like, do I like guacamole? Yes or no? Guilty or not guilty? Is guacamole good or is guacamole bad? Let's, Let's see. And there's three people here, so there's always... A unanimous verdict. There always well, is. No, I'm sorry. No. There's always a verdict where <laughs> somebody wins because there's two on one. Because we're sheep. There's never a tie. Sorry. Unanimous was not the right word for that. No, it Excuse wasn't. Me. And I just went along with it because I wasn't really listening. Honestly, that's the power of just people not paying attention just, to all. <laughs> just fucking acting like you know what you're that's saying. That's honestly what yeah. I was trying to demonstrate. So forget what I just did. Um, all right. Well, who wants to go first? Okay. So. I am going to go first since no one interrupted me and everyone's done with this. Um, (laughs) There was something I've been meaning to bring up for a long time. And uh, Jacqueline, you're not going to like this. Oh, shit. 
I'm putting on the stands and I am defending and I am propping up as like a beacon of hope is Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) (laughs) As, as, as a, just the restaurant of the champions. Yeah, I mean, yeah. okay. Honestly, I love Cheesecake Factory. It's one of my favorites. And every time Jack's like, hey, girl, let's go to dinner. I mean, she doesn't really text like this, but it's fine. I'm like, hey, Jack, do you want to get dinner? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, that would be great. Let's do a happy hour somewhere, somewhere cute. I'm like, yeah, like the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> at the marina. And she's like, no. I'm like, yes. And then I remember we went to a music festival in San, in Diego. San Diego and you we were like riding birds around and I was like hey look there's a cheesecake factory and she did bend she went and she was like this is good but every time I'm like every time I see Jack I'm like let's go to cheesecake factory and she wants to go somewhere like boutique and cute but I'm telling you cheesecake factory is everything you need yeah I listen I agree with this thank I, you I am not ragging on cheesecake factory I also do love what I like to call Pangea. They're two breads. It has every cuisine that you could ever imagine. And it's all pretty good. It's great. It's not bad. Everything's great. That brown bread that they give you, there's nothing like it. Forget this. But the sourdough is also amazing. It's great. I love Cheesecake Factory. My whole thing is we don't actually get together to like have a cute little happy hour often because we're usually just working Working. and like we're ordering in and I like to make things like a special like a nice little special thing somewhere we've never been and I I really appreciate that she's making it like a romance like she's like it's like a a date honestly if she were your partner you'd be so grateful I think it's because I think I'm taking you for granted because I'm like let's go to Cheesecake Factory and it's like we haven't been together for 30 years. We should be doing, we should be going above and beyond. Yeah. And the last time that we got together, we went to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> okay. But what about next time? Can we go again? And then can we take a break? Cause sure. like I keep, have been asking for a while to go back and you've been denying it. Listen, I, I think that the masses will probably agree that Cheesecake Factory is amazing. <sighs> There's nothing like it. I can't think of a bad meal that I've had no, there. No. And here, here's the great thing about Cheesecake Factory. Big portions huge portions all about the big portions when i go to a place i don't care how good the food is if it's not enough food i'm not happy but you guys don't big like portions. leftovers i big portions are no. good for me because uh, i like uh, leftovers uh-huh. yeah no i don't like leftovers. so then what what is a good what's the point of a big portion i will eat the entire thing when i'm there because well, i only you have, are a psychopath because i only have way. like you know one meal a day i love mm. cheesecake okay factory. yes i'm so glad I, f- Jacqueline, you and I are finding each other once again. I, I, You've been gone for six weeks, and I'm like, we're finally, like, the magnets we are are coming back together. <laughs> I was never gone. You were, I, and I missed you desperately. I was like, are we still aligned? And now I'm realizing, yes, we are. We've always been aligned, and I've always loved Cheesecake Factory. And honestly, this is woman is a psychic. She's in my brain. Whenever I'm like, hey, Jacqueline, needs to talk to you about something, she's like, yeah, I already know. He, this and this. And I'm like, what the fuck? She's in my head. I literally am in your head. Yeah. I, I am you. Um, okay. Cheesecake Factory, not guilty. Not guilty. And if anybody out there Woo! says guilty, I... We want your arguments. We yeah. want to yeah. hear why you think it's bad. Somebody might say that the menu is too big. That's only good. But how is that a bad thing? Because how can, options? Because how can somebody be that good at so many different things? If you go to a diner on Long Island, where Long they Island. have... Where they have like every bit of food possible. Like, how can any of this food be fresh? Because you know, no one's ordering the lobster. I mean, I definitely have my things that I order from Cheesecake Factory, and I don't really stray from what I know. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. On to the next. Okay. Um, 
this is a good on the stand. I'm ready. I can't wait. And I'm pretty sure I got it from the Facebook group. Somebody had posted about it. And I was like, you know, this actually is something that I have a very passionate opinion about. And that is the flat sheet on a bed. Mm -hmm. I do not see the point of a flat sheet. I hate a flat sheet. I don't have one on my bed. Anytime that there is one on a bed, I take it off. It just gets in the way. You take it off? Yes. Oh, see? I need a fitted sheet and a, a comforter, a duvet. That's all I need. I don't understand. There, it just it's, it's weird. It gets all tangled up in your shit. It falls off the bed. Then you have another thing you have to make in the morning. I don't see the point of a flat sheet. I think it's old and antiquated. Maybe it had a purpose back in the day. Maybe not. Maybe it was just like an extra. Well, it had a purpose. Like a doily. It had a purpose back doily. in the day. It was oh. to, they used the flat sheet because it would save people from werewolves. Mm. I'm reading it on Wikipedia right now. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I have my own opinion on this. Uh, I do think from a practical sense, I think it's a lot easier to wash sheets than it is to wash a duvet or uh-huh. to wash a comforter. So I think oh. it was like a barrier oh. between, and like I think people yes. used to sleep with their animals. I think dogs used to sleep in bed and in, in the the blanket on top was sort of like the, it was more exposed to the elements and stuff. And I think the clean sheet as the like, hey, this is clean and it's between <clears throat> me and the, sh- the duvet <clears throat> is probably <clears throat> where that comes from. Or maybe back in the day when people were using just quilts. Yes, quilts, quilt. you can't, and it's it's probably really hard, and it takes it takes nights to dry. Like imagine hand wa- your pilgrim or something, <laughs> and hand washing a quilt. Remember it had those like graded metal things, and you mm-hmm. the, you saw them washing it against like a it. Washboard. Yeah, it's it took weeks to dry a full dense quilt, and it, like a sheet dries in like a few hours. So I think probably it was just a buffer between the thick blanket and the the fitted sheet. I think now in our modern times, I hear you. Mm. Um. But if you have an, a dog or something sleeping on your bed, I think you need a, a sheet. Okay. I won't have one. I love uh, I love a flat sheet. I love a sheet. You love a top sheet. I love a top okay, sheet. Okay, so I say top sheet, guilty, not guilty. Not guilty. Wow. And I love a dust ruffle. Very antiquated, but here for it. <laughs> Ew. Give me a fucking dust ruffle. <laughs> oh my, my mom God. would be so proud. I want a dust ruffle and a top sheet. I love that for you. I would and never, a duvet cover. I would never think of a scenario I would ever be in that I'd want a dust ruffle. So many dust ruffles. Good for you. All right. I'm going to put something on the stand that is incredibly controversial. It will probably be the most controversial thing you'll ever hear Ooh. out of my mouth. Ooh. Aioli. Gross. Aioli. Okay. Yuck. Let's dive in. First of all, Do I want to hear... No. Sorry, Billy. I know this is yours, but I think everyone's definition of aioli is different. So I think we should go around and Jacqueline, what is aioli to you? I mean, aioli is a mayonnaise mixed with something. Generally garlic. Mm -hmm. Generally garlic, which is why I uh, don't generally like aioli. I always have it on the side, but sometimes I get delightfully surprised and it might be just a lemon aioli without any garlic. Lemon aioli. So it's literally lemon lemon and mayonnaise. Oh, okay. Well, according to Wikipedia, uh, since about 1990, which is very specific, since about and, 1990, and relatively new, 30 it, years, it has become common in the United States to call all flavored mayonnaises aioli. <laughs> oh, so it's just a flavored mayo. 
It's like a well, spicy that's what, that, mayo. Well, that's what we're calling it. it. Listen, we should never take you know what we say in America But I'll call America it lemon mayo. Like, why are you trying to jazz up this yeah. American classic? I know. It really alias. It's kind of like polishing a turd. And it sounds like areola, frankly. And are you trying to arouse me or stimulate my taste buds? Listen, there's only... Aioli is arousing. <laughs> there's only one sort of mayonnaise-adjacent you know, uh, condiment, and that would be Miracle Whip. And Ew. that's the one for me. What is Miracle Whip? Is that just mayonnaise it's, in a weird... It's like it's, the worst mayonnaise for you that exists. Mayonnaise with a tangy zip. What's a tangy zip? A tangy <laughs> zip of Miracle Whip. Yeah. Wait, did you Wait, learn that is, from the commercial? Is yeah, Miracle Whip commercial. a lemon aioli? No, it's no. It's like the, before all of this it's aioli jazz, it was, it was mayonnaise, but it had like a little bit of a... Uh, a zing to it. Zing. A zing in the way it's whipped or a zing in the Wait, taste. taste. Did you say whip? Whip. Cool whip. Are you doing a family guy reference? <laughs> yes. yes. Cool whip. Cool whip. That's what I was thinking of is cool whip. Cool whip. Yes. Cool whip is different. Miracle whip is oh, a mar- sauce. Cool whip is like a, a whipped cream. I know what cool whip is. Do you? Yes. Because you thought it was miracle whip for a second. All right. Miracle whip is... 88 years old. It's a blend. It's a blended mayonnaise and less expensive salad dressing, sometimes called boiled dressing. Ew. Yeah, that's they shouldn't put that in anything. Also, you know what? Miracle Whip has garlic in it, so I am not into it. Mm. Definitely not into it. So, um, so the thoughts about aioli, it's just too broad. I need more information. I want a may. I want a um. Hey, here's your chicken wing with a uh, mayonnaise, a lemon, a lemon zest mayonnaise. I'd be like, yes or no? A generic aioli. It could be like mayonnaise mixed with carcass, <laughs> mayonnaise mixed with your fucking sadness, <laughs> mayonnaise mixed with fucking um, brandy. Like, I need more for aioli's not mm. an, enough of an identifier for me. By the way, I'm sorry, but the the Wikipedia page for Miracle Whip. Has has the most amazing picture. And Ew. a sample of Miracle Whip in the Parkway it's Village sick, section sick of Ewing Township. That is County, the most. Wait, that is. Wait, Alexis, say that again. A Billy? Sick, no, not you. A Billy. Sick, sick dollop. Sick dollop. It's a dollop of aioli. It's so gross. It says a sample of Miracle Whip in the Parkway Village section of Ewing Township, <laughs> Mercer, Mercer County, County, New Jersey. New Jersey. It's incredibly like you really so needed. Specific, so you specific. So <laughs> Honestly, and it's like it's not Bravo. like a. You know how a dollop sometimes looks satisfying. Like, yeah. It's perfect. Like it's yeah, a no, cute this is, little, yeah. like a it looks, like this like a Salvador like Dali like dollop, like yeah. a perfect looking. This uh-huh. is like a gross, uh, like sort of a biology looking dollop mm-hmm. where it's like cellular. It's it's hateful. No, I hate it. No, Wait, this is something that would come in your uh, dream. You guys, it would attack you in your dreams. I, I hate it. I did just Google Heinz ketchup, and I looked at their Wikipedia page, and it is also a dollop of ketchup. It's sickening. And it says a sample of Heinz tomato ketchup in the Dulles section of Sterling, Loudoun County, Virginia. Honestly, wow, that looks like a lesion. <laughs> That looks like a skin lesion. But my point is, no, the con- the they're, giving, they're yes. giving you the exact point of location where the of sample this was. Yes. Yes. Because it could have been, if it was someplace else, it would have been completely different. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that looks like a lesion, and that looks like something you extracted from someone who had cancer. That looks like a biopsy. Ew. The aioli dollop. That's his Miracle Whip dollop. Okay. The Miracle Whip looks like cancer. Okay. And, and the, the lesion is the ketchup. All right, anyways. What I'm really thoughts? sorry. This isn't a food podcast. <laughs> um, aioli? Yeah, yeah, guilty. Get it out. Out of here. Wait, what? Aioli? Yeah, we're, I'm going guilty. 
I'm going guilty. Yeah. I want to just mayo with the flavor tint. Yeah, just give me mayo. Yeah. I just want more say information. It, call it what it is. Mm, guilty. All right, there you go. All Prosecuted, right. gone for life, out you go, death penalty. <laughs> Aoli's out. All right, well, when we come back, it is time for some true crime rewind. I took French in high school, and I was so excited that we were going to France for Jack's wedding so I could practice my French, and it was only when I got there I realized just how rusty I'd gotten, and I wanted to communicate in French with the locals there so badly. If you can relate to this experience, then Rosetta Stone is right for you. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You can choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a quick and natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is so convenient, and it can be used on your desktop computer or as an app, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the First Degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. So if you're a super busy person and you don't have time to go to the gym, or maybe you just don't even want to go to the gym and work out in front of a bunch of different people, you need to check out the Aloe Moves app. I'm obsessed with this app. So it makes it easy to keep your wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place. There's yoga, there's Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, and so much more. So either you're a beginner or you're an advanced person, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that will fit your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending depending on what you're feeling that day. So even if you only have five minutes, you can just get some movement in. I used Allo Moves all during the pandemic. It was amazing. Like I was on my yoga journey and I was obsessed with it. So you can find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quiet moments, even if you don't really want to get a workout on. And when it comes to sleep, it's just important as fitness and nutrition, and they've got you covered with Allo Moves. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Allo Moves. Go to Allo Moves dot com and use code first for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code first, A-L-O-M-O-V-E-S.com, code first. Okay, so listen, we are busy ladies over here on The First Degree, and when I have a moment of free time, I don't want to spend it grocery shopping. I want to spend it rotting on the couch and watching reality TV, and that is why I love Thrive Market. So Thrive Market is a go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstop is such a huge time saver. So Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So you can go on their website and use their filters to suit any of your lifestyle needs. If you're allergic to a certain ingredient, if you just don't want to have it in your life, that's why Thrive Market is so awesome. So whether you're looking for organic snacks for your kids or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. I love 
love this so much because I don't want to read every ingredient when I go to the grocery store. It's so easy to do it online, honestly, when I'm rotting on the couch. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash first for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash first. Thrivemarket.com slash first. Yeah, it's rewind time. I've been incredibly excited to do this one. This is True Crime Rewind. We're going to be talking about the Paul McCartney death hoax. Mm. Now, here is the story that people came up with. The theory was is that on November 9th, 1966, Paul McCartney was in a recording session. He got upset. He stormed out. He gets in his car. And at some point... He gets into an accident that kills him. Now, the Beatles actually replace Paul McCartney with a lookalike, sometimes known, identified as William Campbell or Billy Shears. Now, there is a little truth to this rumor um, because McCartney had crashed a moped in 1965, but it doesn't matter, though, because this is what would happen before the internet, before Snopes, yeah. is that it just kept building and building. Now, Wait, and by the way, this moped accident, he got a chipped tooth. He did get a chipped tooth. That was tooth. his injury. And he's, listen, he's he was the cute beetle. Now, I'm going to- He gonna, was? What about Ringo? <laughs> what? Paul, everybody thought Paul was the cute one. I'm into Ringo. You, really? No. <laughs> um, my grandfather, uh, my, my uncle, who we actually, he's ostracized from the family. Okay. But when I was growing up, he ha- he bought a drum set that was Ringo's Ooh. and it was in my house. Mm-hmm. So I would like, I would like hug the drum set mm. and be like, Ringo's here. Mm. I love you see my uncle who's ostracized, who's ostracized from, from the family. family. We hate him. Just if you're listening, yeah. Uncle Paul, you're okay. not, you're out of the well too. Oh my God. All right. Now. <laughs> I, I have brought- this is my truth. Wait, sorry. Before you jump into the album, yes, I don't know if you looked this up. If there's any relevance, so they they the fake Paul was named William Campbell, or or his like nickname was Billy Shears. Billy Shears. Does this have any relevance? Do we know, or is that just like what people ended up? No, sort Bill, of making Billy that? Shears is right before. Um, Billy Shears is the person who sings. Uh, I get by with with a little help with my friends. At the end of Sgt. Pepper's, yeah. they introduce Billy Shears, and that's kind of like the joke. Oh. Which, meanwhile, it's actually Ringo that's singing that song. So they're just, was that them trolling at that point? So we're going to get, okay, we're, we're going to get, get to the trolling. Okay, okay so now I have brought visual aids. Okay. Uh, we will show these on the Facebook group and, and on Instagram. Now, if you look at Sgt. Pepper, they are at a grave site. Yes. Agreed? Yeah. It's the Beatles decided to create a a band called the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Yes. They wanted to like do something different. They also were smoking a lot of marijuana. Yeah. Now, they did a album cover where they had them at a grave standing over it dressed in these uh, sort of military band outfits. They look like uh, all pirates. Ne- all neon they different look like pirates. Yes. And then they also have about 60 or 70 famous people's like their cutouts behind them, including like Mae West. They have the old Beatles mm-hmm. right there, and they're sad as well. And they're over this grave. Now, if you take a look at the grave, there's a bass guitar on the grave. What did Paul play? Paul played bass. Mm. There's also a hand over Paul's head, which was a sign of death in some uh, um, religion. Cultures. Yes. Okay. Now. This was so. Now, if you flip open the uh, the Sergeant Pepper's, if anybody's had it, there's a gatefold 
It is all of the Beatles there. Paul is in the front. Paul has a black um, uh, arm badge, which is supposedly meaning death. Here's the thing, though. Why is Paul backwards? On the back of it. On the back of it. So on the back of the album, there is all of the lyrics of all their songs. And then there is like a hyperimposed image of them. George, John, and Ringo are facing forward. Paul is facing backwards. Yes. And bizarre. George has his thumb up pointing at the line from She's Leaving Home, Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock as the day begins. That's when he supposedly... Died. Was, died. Wow. All right. Okay. So, so that's Sergeant Pepper's. They're, but they're, this was made before he died. No, this was made right. At, this would have made so during think, it. Did yeah. you think his team did this to mess with everyone? Oh yeah. Because okay. then so it they, gets, they wanted to lean into it because we know obviously like there's been a lot of theory and controversy about whether there's like subliminal sort of messages in there, mm-hmm. right? So do you think they're they're amplifying that? Oh with yeah. This. Okay. Abs- absolutely. So then you get the Magical Mystery Tour. You open up the Magical Mystery Tour, which was really an outcrop of Sgt. Pepper's. All four of them, there's a picture of all four of them wearing white suits with red uh, flowers. Paul's got a black one. Wow. So wow. They're, they're, this is like, we're, we haven't even gotten to the big stuff yet. So this is the trolling. We've got I Am the Walrus. We also got Strawberry Fields Forever, which we're going to play. There was a few different songs where if you play them backwards, there is this subliminal messaging. Yes. You, do you want to play them? Wasn't, no, real quick though, I loved that they've tried to bring this into sort of an, a contemporary situation. Wasn't Josie and the Pussycats, that movie? Do you guys remember this movie? Yes. I do know the movie. But like that was their thing. Like Josie and the Pussy, Pussycats, it was like a Tara Reid was like a star, one of the stars of it. But their whole thing was like you played stuff in reverse and it was controlling the population. And I feel like obviously that wasn't a winner, but I do like that they're trying to channel this, like what they were actually doing. Yeah. And the fact that they were doing it without the digital components we have mm-hmm. is amazing. Do you want to talk about Abbey Road? All right. Well, all right, do we want to listen to the music first or do we want to do Abbey Road? Because Abbey Road, they just basically said, we're not going to be subtle about this at all. No. We are just going to go for it. All right. Here, here's what they did. So front cover of Abbey Road, one of the most you know famous Iconic covers of all time, right? Actually, time. Jacqueline recreated this in one of your Instagram posts from like 10 years ago. Well, or, so does literally everybody that goes well, to London. Listen, I haven't, but you did. And you're like my, my social media like inspiration. Yes. All right. Now, they're walking across a uh, crosswalk on Abbey Road, which is where the studio was. Mm-hmm. They're all dressed in different outfits. John is the uh, is dressed in white. So. All white, representing the priest. Yes. Ringo is dressed in black. Representing the, the Undertaker. Undertaker. Whoa. George is dressed in all denim, the Canadian tuxedo. Mm-hmm. He's the grave digger. Yep. Paul is the dead guy. Why is Paul the dead guy? He's got a cigarette in his hand. He's got no shoes on. He's wearing a suit. And he's walking out of step with everybody else. Also, you see that um, Volkswagen bug, which is right behind them. It's not Ted Bundy's Volkswagen bug. But but it looks like it. But I'm sure there's probably some theory that's out there with that. The license plate says 28 if. Mm -hmm. People have seen the original. And he would have been 28 at the time of this album if he hadn't have died. People have seen the original picture. It's they had they superimposed the 28 if. Oh, really? So they really were messing with us. All right. Now. Can we play? This is where I think you can hear, I, I believe you. Mm-hmm. You can hear anything with anything. Yeah. So at the end of um, 
What do you have keyed up? I mean, I have Revolution 9 played backwards. All right, Revolution 9 played backwards. Revolution 9 was a esoteric uh, piece of music on the White Album by John Lennon. Okay, here we go. And when you play this backwards, it allegedly says... Don't tell her, don't tell her. Okay. Number nine. Now, Alexis has never heard that before. Alexis, what did you think that sounded like? Gibberish. Gibberish. <laughs> People say it's turn me on dead man. And once you have that in your mind, when you hear it, it's, you know, what's so funny is now it reminds me of these TikToks where it's yes. like, what do you hear? Do you hear? It's like, uh, what was the it's fucking insane. one? I don't know, but it's crazy. Okay. Now let's, let's Unfixed. hear the very end of Sergeant uh, of uh, Strawberry Fields Forever. Great. What people say that was, was John saying, I buried Paul. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't in reverse. And that was at the end of Strawberry Fields, which used to scare the hell out of me as a kid just because it's just so creepy. Now, uh, he apparently actually was saying cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce? Cranberry sauce. Mm, neither so- makes sense. Was this, <laughs> and obviously this was not in the lyrics of any of these songs. No. It was just them. It just, he wouldn't admit if he buried his friend and cranberry sauce also doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So like how intelligent everyone thinks they are with like Listen. cracking that code. Yeah. I think maybe not. Yeah. All right. Last one. So in the song, I'm so tired, this is another backwards clue, but allegedly it says, Paul is dead. I miss him, miss him, miss him. So we're going to play that right now. So there you have it. You decide for yourself. Were the Beatles messing with us? I definitely think they were. I think the album cover art is overt. I think you could you could hear whatever you want to hear in in some of that backward stuff. But uh, you know, the bottom line is is that if Paul really did die, he did his best work from 1966 to 1970. <laughs> so it's not like <laughs> didn't miss yeah, much. Didn't miss, yeah, exactly. So um, he has, of course, said you know the rumors all are, are bull and everything like that. But there you have it. That is the Paul is dead hoax. I love, I just have to say, I love a troll. So if they were fucking with us this entire time, more power to them. How fun must that be? And then to never acknowledge it ever again. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's the best to fuck with people like that. There's no better feeling. Especially when they were under such a microscope and like they were getting, they were burning Beatles albums because John had said the Beatles are more popular than Jesus, you know, and all Mm -hmm. that. So it's just like. This was them just going, you know what? We're not going to tour anymore. We're just going to mess with your heads. Love it. And honestly, for those of you who are not super familiar with the Beatles and these conspiracy theories, welcome to the club. Um, <laughs> congratulations in that you have so much to dive into because I'm also, I'm also fascinated and I don't know enough and I want, I want to know better because honestly, it's a pop culture sort of uh, phenomenon that you should familiarize yourself with. So I challenge you to do it. I'm going to do it. On to the next. On to the next. What's yeah. coming up now? Now we are going to hear about the worst things that you people have done. Much worse than trying to say that Paul is dead. Everybody loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. So it's going to take you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. I'm really feeling this because Lex and I both 
are really like into Gatsby stuff right now. So I am loving the vibe of this game. And you're going to step into the role as June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. It's perfect for all of the firsties out there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. And you can customize your very own luxuries of state island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, no cooking, or cleanup needed. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Get started today and get after your goals. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. For me, I was really struggling to get enough protein. I always do. But Factor's meals are protein-packed, and they're so good. And it's so easy when I'm slammed busy working in the middle of the day to just have lunch right there, not needing to do anything, except heat it up. Head to factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 and use code DEGREE50 to get 50% off. That's code DEGREE50 at factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 to get 50% off. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Worsty firsties. For those of you who've been waiting for this special, special segment of this podcast, the time has come. <laughs> Um, we welcome you, sinners, um, people insecure about what you may have done that have been perceived as bad. It's not as bad as you think, and we're here to reassure you of that. So as a reminder, real quick, if you want to uh, do a confessional of sorts to our podcast, we need you to call us. The number is 323-539-3516. Friendly reminder, it will cut off about 2 minutes, 49 seconds. We need you to call back and give the second part of your story, third, fourth, fifth, however long it takes, call us back. Please give it to us. Um, I brought it up last episode, and I'm saying this just in case she doesn't hear me. We had a story who, uh, it was about egging a house, not spray painting a house, and the fish section at a grocery store. If you didn't hear us last episode, I need you to call us back and give it's us the great, rest of the story. I'm sorry. I, I am I, I am doubling down. I need I need the rest of the story. Yeah. But anyways, we are here uh, for the firsty worsties for your confessions. And we're going to go right freaking now. Hi, firsties. So this is in regards to the worst thing that I've done. So <clears throat> my boyfriend and I had, well, we've been together for a while And at the beginning of our relationship, we were in a long-distance relationship, about five hours between us to be exact. So one weekend when we decided to meet up, my dad had invited us out to go camping. And, of course, anytime we would go out together or we'd spend time together, there was a little bit of, um, you know, lovemaking. But... This time we were like, you know, why not? Let's go camping. Let's have a good time. 
So we went up to the mountains with my dad. My dad had a camp trailer that he pulled up there for us to all stay in. And he didn't care if we slept in the same bed, luckily, um, just because, you know, it would be the entire weekend with my dad there. So the chances of, you know, lovemaking happening is uh, slim to none. <clears throat> well, the second night we were there, uh, we all settled in for bed. My dad's asleep. He's got a sleep apnea machine, so it's really, really, like, loud in there. And um, I just get a little urge to, you know, try a little something, something. And I grabbed my boyfriend's hand and put it on my boob, and uh, we ended up having sex in the camp trailer with my father feet away from us with a sleep apnea mask on. <laughs> to this day, my father does not know that this happened. And this is something that my now fiance and I barely even talk about because it is so cringy that we can't bring it up. Anyways, thanks for the laugh. Have a good day. Yes. I mean, what I love about when I think sleep apnea machine, what I what I hear is Darth Vader. Yes. Yeah, know? exactly. Right. A sleep apnea machine is very intense. Yes. And I'm just like, okay, what? What you heard was a sleep apnea machine. What you could actually actually like translate it to is like Darth Vader is like yeah. over you. And if you didn't sleep together, the universe could have imploded. <laughs> wow, you just you just wrote some weird fan fiction right there. That's right. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think that this is something that happens to most people, or that most people will experience in their lives. They sleep near their dad because they like, have a sleep apnea machine? No, but like maybe sex. like have like a, a sneaky sex around a, a parent. A family member. I haven't. Just I haven't, that up I haven't near a parent either. That's... No, but I bet a lot of people have. Listen, it's what you had to do when everybody was living in the same room and like a in little house in the prairie and shit. You know, That's it's true. like I get it in when you can. They weren't having sex before marriage, then I don't think. Yeah, they were. Really? They were <laughs> little <laughs> house in the prairie. You can't not be fucking, dude. People were having sex all the time. They just pretended when like you they were. Lived weren't. on the prairie. There wasn't a, another house for like. 200 miles. That's right. So, so you had like to have sex in that man, one house. Yeah. One man. No, but like there was no men to have sex with. They'd figure it out. Yeah, they'd figure it okay. out. Okay. Well, there's well, a penis, there's a way. Girl, what we're trying to tell right. you we is just, that. We just had, by the, by the way, five merch ideas within the last two minutes. <laughs> yeah, but you have to know that like, listen, you obviously weren't in deep, deep, deep love and mm -hmm. you got to take life by the balls Yes. and have it when you can. And you know what? Your dad was inundated by sleep apnea devices. And honestly, he was probably so fucking knocked out. Unconscious. He's yeah. basically dead. Well, honestly, what I know about sleep apnea is that like basically you're dead because you're not breathing. You're not breathing. And like, so you he was half dead. Yeah. He was not there. Um, and I think that was kind of you to do it in that state. And honestly, that, that weird device made it so he could not have possibly heard. So you were absolved of your guilt. Yes. Yeah. The, he was basically creating his own white noise machine. So he was in his own little cocoon. Because it actually says death. on the machine that it will block out noises of your that, daughter having sex. Frankly, to get away from you. frankly, he invited you and your boyfriend. He knew it was up. That's right. It's all good. On to the next. Worsty firsty. Hi, this is John. I'd like to tell you about my worst thing I've ever done. In high school, I was on in-school suspension, and um, they would have us go to the bathroom in between class breaks so we weren't around our other classmates in the hallway goofing off. So um, each each bathroom break, I would take a leak on the toilet paper on all five stalls, and we had no doors on our 
toilet stalls, just, just partitions. So, um, at the end of the day, I was taking a leak in the urinal this time. And I noticed some guy was in the back corner, your, uh, toilet having explosive diarrhea. And, um, I have no idea to this day who this was, but all I know is I, I flipped the light out on my way out and, um, I feel kind of bad, but yet I still crack up to this day thinking about it could have been my best friend. It could have been a teacher, could have been a custodian. It could have been just some guy. I don't have a clue who it was, but he was having explosive diarrhea and the lights got cut out on him while uh, he had a urine piss soaked toilet paper to try to clean up with. So I feel kind of bad, but I do still laugh maniacally every time I think about it. Thank you. I want to go. I want to go. First of all, it's it's always really weird when it, when you hear a guy's voice. But because also, he sounded like a cowboy. Yeah, like the nineteen fifties. He sounds hot. <laughs> he sounds hot, and like he should be wearing spurs. Yeah, honestly, like and he's who just are, like he's like who are you? And he's like, John, John's like I've seen some shit. How did Let you find you. our podcast? Yes. You seem like you should be listening to honestly, like if you're listening to our podcast, will you promote it on your Instagram or Facebook <laughs> or whatever so your friends listen? Because like we need more male listeners, uh-huh. and you're like the kind of male listener we want. I just I want to know what you look like like yeah. I have so many questions beyond just your story yes, honestly you have a story. sexy voice do you want a podcast because we can make that happen <laughs> we can figure something out yeah okay now to the story to the story uh creative in a sense yes uh, pissing on all of the uh you, five you know, stalls of toilet five paper. stalls of toilet paper which honestly which is crazy because I'm sorry because this is I'm gonna use my male uh, uh experience you gotta he's gonna go and then hold it, then go to the next one. I know. Go and then hold it. And go to the next one, go and hold it, which is crazy. And if any women are listening out there, might we remind you again that the only reason a man needs toilet paper is if they're taking a shit. So this is not like a drip dry situation. They need that toilet paper. Yes. To move no, he, on with their day. he's pissing on it to spite the other men who need, who maybe need to like go yes. number two. And then he had the, in which he, he said explosive diarrhea twice. Thank you very much for that, John. I have um, a, re- I have a great in particular visual. really appreciate that. Yeah, yes. I'm like super squeamish with that stuff. We know. But, Do you? Um, yes. But then he shuts off the lights too. And I, but I love the fact that, listen, the guy got out of it. I love the fact that, that John can think about it. And still laugh because those are like the great moments in life when you're just it like because it's just, harmless. We've all been there. Like other <laughs> victimless, victimless. Crime. Honestly, everyone's found themselves. I mean, it's very Elaine Bennis. Like, can you spare a square? No. Some people have found themselves alone with no squares to spare. People have found themselves <laughs> with piss soaked toilet paper. There's nothing to, like you have to get. You have to improvise. Yeah. You might have to like waddle in a weird way to your car and get home in a, in a way you didn't expect. Get yeah. right in the shower. Like we've all been there. We've been on the receiving end of this yes. in some way or another. You know, metaphorically or not. Or not. Yeah. So if no, this, truthfully, if this, not metaphorically. So, so we've John, all been there. So John, it, it's yeah. It wasn't that bad <laughs> until we no. get, until we get somebody to call up. Like yeah, I was. I had, explosive di- I had explosive diarrhea and uh, somebody turned off the, the lights. Paper. And, and I missed my child's birth and then my wife <laughs> left me. My wife left yeah. me. Yeah, and then I, I was I missed a job interview that kind of changed my life. Yeah. And I didn't pay my taxes and I was um, the and now I'm now, arrested. And now I'm in jail. And I'm homeless. Yeah. <laughs> Unhomed. Yes. <laughs> On to the next worsty first. Yes. Date. What's up, guys? So when I was 14 years old, I was pretty bad. I was partying a little bit and hanging out with uh, the wrong crowd. So 
I'll never forget, it was the second day of school on my uh, sophomore year of high school. And it was a Tuesday night, and I told my parents I was going to church. And instead, um, me and my sister threw a party at my grandparents' house because they were uh, on a trip to Mexico, so their house was empty. So we said we were going to church. We ended up throwing this rager at my grandparents' house, my sweet grandma. And then um, I ended up getting, like, so drunk. Uh, I drank so much brandy that night. Um, was just trying to, like, crawl up the stairs and just get to bed. And I get caught. And so my parents... Um, my parents were, like, shocked that I was in this state. I had been drinking for a few years, smoking, doing all that stuff for a few years, um, but all behind my parents' back. So they had no idea that I was, a, like, a bad kid. And, um, like, I don't remember much from the night, but I do remember vividly, like, my mom crying and my dad crying. Like, they were just shocked that they're, like, Precious little kids were like doing these things, um, and so we we go to bed. Whatever. I wake up the next day. I, they didn't send me to school. I woke up perfectly fine, no hangover, nothing. Um, and I was just like, crap. What? I need to figure out my story. I need to like where like what were we doing there? Who had the alcohol? Like I was like, you know, making sure that I could like lie my way out of this somehow. They come home that day from, from work, and they're like, you know, we need to talk and, you know, what's going on, et cetera. Basically, like, my whole life, like, they shut it down. Like, I was not allowed to hang out with friends. I was not allowed to go anywhere except uh, school and home, and it stayed that way until, like, I was 18. So for four years, I was on lockdown. So, like, totally regret it, like, ruined my life for, you know, um, my teenage years. But basically all I did was have to get more sneaky. I still started, like, continued being bad. But, um, yeah, that was the worst thing I have, I've ever done because um, I had to apologize to my grandparents. Okay, so I did so much worse than you with, and I suffered way fewer repercussions. Um, you didn't deserve to have your whole life ruined Four and canceled. <laughs> like, your parents never let up after that. That's... That's so sad. That's Did your parents ever live themselves? Like, that is ridiculous. I mean, for parents to actually believe that you're going to church on a Tuesday night. No. no Wait, no. is that was the Th- That was the excuse. Oh, my God. I'm going to church on a Tuesday night, and then they go to their grandparents' house and then throw a rager. So, obviously, the parents are a little naive to begin with. Yeah. But then to go that hardcore for four years... Um, yeah, you got to be, you know. You can't cut somebody off that hard. They're just going to go so far the other way. Exactly. It's like you're just going to rage that much harder. I just truly hope as an adult, like you sound, you have like a nice deep voice. Like I hope you found your your groove and I hope you <laughs> you lived your sweet, sweet rebellious life in your own um, yeah. adhering way. And like we, you I, also didn't break all the rules. Yeah. Like I hope you found a medium that, yes. that worked for I you. I also hope that you have found a new drink of choice. Than brandy. Brandy no. is not the, that's not the way. It's no, not the path. No, brandy is something that you, you you have a cigar and a brandy, 
at the end of a meal. No one has brandy. No. You don't. Have you ever even tried brandy? Yes, I have. And when I was on the Titanic, they had, <laughs> they had cigars and brandy. Really remember? Good. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. So. But you don't drink brandy like to get drunk. That's not a thing. No, no, no. it's like a, it's like an aperitivo. It's, it's like, like an after I, dinner. Did you? Like I used to like get, get wasted on like Southern Comfort. Oh. Oh, pizza <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Jacqueline. Do you remember when you used to drink Goldschlager? <laughs> yeah, it was like our thing. Me and Jack used to drink Goldschlager when we were 20. Yeah, Goldschlager. We're like the shit. in our 30s now. Obviously, I don't, I don't regret drinking Goldschlager. No, Jack is already packing up to leave because she's like, I'm offended by this whole conversation. I, you know, don't talk shit on Goldschlager. It will, fi- <laughs> it will have a comeback. Mark my words. Honestly, we had a delight. We, we those, go- those gold flakes. We those said gold it was, flakes, we said it was they, like Christmas morning. They really cut up your esophagus and get you drunker. Yes. That's what they told me. Well, listen. <laughs> Did they really? No. I bet you, Grandma. <laughs> the guy at the store. Hey. No, it was just like a, it was like a myth that oh, everybody really? passed around. Oh, yeah. yeah. How is that good? Like, it's going to cut up your throat and get you. Get yeah, you. it cuts up. It gives you little cuts in your esophagus. It's like coughing when you're coughing when you're smoking weed. It's like exactly it gets you high. Yeah, same thing. But honestly, um, you and your grandparents seems like the whole thing's been reconciled. You should not beat yourself up. Honestly, I had the craziest ragers when I was in high school. I can't believe. Well, actually, I can't believe my parents don't speak to me, and I see why. But it's because I had so many parties and shit like that. I'm sure that's the reason why they don't speak yeah. to you. That's before that. It was way deep ingrained into their yeah. subconscious, yeah. generational but, trauma and shit. But I, but I hope that you, you will one day have your own grandkids, and then you'll go out of town. And then they'll have a rager at your house. Yeah, and you forgive them. Yes, when they do this. Honestly, that's not why your family doesn't talk to you. It's because there's some other fucked up shit happening. Yeah, yeah there always um, is. And you know what? I bet they're talking to you now. But you know what? We love you. We love you. And if you want to throw a party together, yeah, come to LA. Come to LA. We need yeah. help. We need, we need help. motivation. You know what? You can help help us pass out the brandy at our first degree party. <laughs> yes. Seriously, because we uh, <laughs> we're all sort of antisocial in a way. So like, we need help. We need help us throw our rager. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw, baby. We love All you. Right. All right, Lex. Your oh, time God. to shine. Is it next? It's oh, yeah. time. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Do I not even stop because it's time? It's time. Okay. So uh, we discussed, not we discussed. You guys are all used to the fact that we do the Costanza stanza. And if you listened last week, you heard that I'm changing it up. I'm trying to rotate between the characters in Seinfeld and and really find a groove. I'm trying to give George a break. Yes. And last week we did uh, the disdain of Elaine, which, which was is, which was great. It was incredible. Oh my gosh. Really well, good. I got some feedback that may have been a little long. So no, it was long in a good way. Oh really? Yes. Okay. Well, tonight we're doing a Jerry centric poem. Okay. It's called Jerry Disperry. It just disparity means his despair. Yes. I got you. Yes. I mean, you guys know. I just want to make sure everyone's clear. So this poem is called Jerry Disparity. And here we go. Mm-hmm. I know I seem really quite merry, but the truth is that I'm Jerry Disparity. The smile I wear, these jokes that I tell, it's a disguise I wear and not particularly well. To mask the fact that I'm dying inside. I'm a miserable bastard with tears in my eyes. Newman taunts me, and few ma- Newman taunts me, <laughs> and few women want me. And the women that do find me alluring have characteristics that aren't reassuring. Massive hands, <laughs> shit personalities, 
each of them my romantic casualties. And then there's Elaine, who is pretty profane. And she dances like she's truly insane. (laughs) Yet she overtakes most of my brain. Mm. Maybe she is a true source of my pain. She haunts my thoughts like a miserable fairy, which leads me to a conclusion that's wary. A truth that is especially scary. (laughs) Elaine is the reason I'm sad to spare Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Elaine! It's your fault, Elaine. I love it. Bye. 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 You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.